Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi, a returning guest from a wonderful group, Broken Dolls Nonprofit, back in the studio. Here with me is their founder and president, Jennifer Cox. How are Hello, you? Hello, I'm fine. How are you today? It's great to see you again. I'm Thank glad you. that you showed up. Glad to be here. All right, so we were discussing off mic before the interview uh, that it's been over a year. It's been a long time since we've talked. Uh, I'm sure that the organization has been doing a lot. I know that you guys always stay busy. We do. Uh, so I do want to talk about any new developments. But before we jump into all that stuff, I do just want to go over what this organization does for anybody who may have missed our last interview. So talk to me about what Broken Dolls is. What do you guys do? Correct. Broken Dolls is a ministry to moms whose children are ill, chronically ill, long-term ill, or critically ill, and also to parents who have lost a child. What are you doing for these parents? Because they're in a position that is unimaginable, and they're going to need a lot of different things. And I know that you guys provide a lot of different stuff. So what are some of the main things that you're offering to the parents that are a part of Broken Dolls? Okay, first of all, I think, which is real important, we offer support groups because when you're dealing with your ill child every day, usually you're at home and sometimes you feel like you're the only person going through this and it's good to come together with other moms and talk about what is, what's their life, life is actually like and they get to share with each other. Are people... And tell the truth about how they're really feeling. Okay, that's that was exactly <laughs> my question. Uh, so we'll get to the other stuff that you guys are doing, okay. but, but let's let's maybe just tick down the list. I think that a lot of people, when they're in that kind of position, they put up that strong front and they don't feel like they can be vulnerable because they're always doing something for other people and they have to be the strength, they have to be the pillar, but on the inside, they're going crazy. So how hard is it? to get these people to actually open up and be honest about the situation that they're in? When they're with other moms, not at all. Really? So it's easy easy to come in there and talk about how you're feeling and, and uh, being locked in home, how you're depressed or whatever it is that's actually going on with you, how fatigued you are, how much you need a break. I find that surprising. Was that surprising to you when you first started putting these groups together? Not at all, because I was a caregiver mom for my daughter for 20 years. You knew what other moms needed, and you basically knew what to expect. Was it what you were looking for, or did you have the opportunity to talk with somebody that gave you the idea for Broken Dolls? Not at all. Uh, Taking care of Tiffany, I knew I needed a break, and after she passed away, I wanted to help other moms in the same situation because I knew exactly how they're feeling to get a break, get away for a weekend and let it just be about you. When did you feel that you needed to bring other people into it? Was it immediate? Uh, other people as other well, moms? I mean, yeah, like bringing in other moms and really make, because I would imagine that you started just bringing other women in to, to talk and discuss. And then the idea of actually forming Broken Dolls came off of that idea. Well, actually not. This is just something because I knew what I needed, and I talked to one other lady, and she told me she felt the same way. Uh, And I wondered where would we get these ladies, and uh, the vice president, Cynthia, 
This child was still at Children's Medical Center, and she happened to mention it to a social worker there. And the social worker said, we take excellent care of our children, but we have nothing for the moms. She told her about me and what I was hoping to do, and she asked me to call her. So I put together the very first retreat, and when Cynthia and I talked about it on the retreat, and she told me the lady wanted me to call her, so I did. And I told her, I said, when I get back from this retreat, we can get together and talk about when I can come in and sit down and talk to you. She said, let's make a date right now. A lot of the organizations that I've been talking to recently, they have taken on the family. It's not just about helping an individual that's sick or an individual that needs something. They take in the whole family because a whole family deals with this. Have you noticed that hospitals and organizations that are dealing with sick kids, are they doing a better job of trying to take care of the whole family, or is that still something that's not out there? I think it's something that is still not out there, that they still need to work towards. One thing that makes it real difficult, Nick, is because parents are at work. For instance, I was at Children's Medical Center this week, And I talked to the moms that were there waiting for their children while they were on dialysis. Dads were not there. They were at work. And these parents were there for this period of time, and then they would take their children home. Uh, One lady, I was telling about the seminar that's coming up, and she said she would love to come, but she lives in Fort Worth. So that's a distance issue. But I can tell you when we set this up, schedule it far enough ahead of time. And as I told these moms uh, when I was there, they make it where they get to come. Another thing with the retreat, which is one of the bigger projects for the moms of the chronically ill uh, children, is finding someone to keep their child. Mm. Children cannot come. If children come, it's like you're still at home. Why even come? But that is their responsibility. But we have not had one mom and we have. We started in 2012, so to date, not one mom has missed because they could not keep their children, find anyone to keep their children. So we tell them ahead of time. We give them the date, which this year is September 16th, so they start now looking for a responsible person that can take care of their children. But quickly, back on the support groups, which is really Uh, To me, the moms may say the retreat is the meat, but I think this is because when I hold all this inside, I am not perhaps as patient as I should be, or um, I just need to talk it out. I need to tell someone I'm really tired. People see our fatigue, but they don't see our hearts are broken. They don't see the emotional part. So I need to tell someone how this is affecting me emotionally. I think that a lot of times people underestimate the power of communication. When you talk about the impact of what a a support group like this gives to the people that are a part of it, you you make it sound like it has a magical transformation, that it really helps somebody in their lives in many different ways. But all you're doing is talking. So for people that, that don't understand what the power of that is, how can you explain that? How can just talking about your day and your feelings really transform the way that you live your entire life? I get my head out. All the things that I'm thinking in my head, I get to say it and get it out. And that gives you a relief. And as I'm talking and saying these things, the mom across the table is shaking her head up and down like, oh, my goodness, yes. And she chimes in and starts talking about similar things that happen to 
her. And then I'm going, I thought I was the only person thinking that. And you find out that you are not. And that camaraderie is calming? Is it? Yes. Would you say that's a calming effect? It is definitely calming. And what I have seen, because on doing the retreats, our first one especially, we went out to a ranch, and we would have at least two support group meetings over that weekend. I saw ladies with similar experiences and thoughts hook up with each other. I saw grown women hugging, running through the woods, having such a good time One thing that really impressed me, Nick, was the second year we had a lady come whose child was just getting a trach. And she cried the whole time because that's a big thing. It was getting infected. She didn't know how to handle it or anything. And a lady that had been there the year before that, you know, they did not know each other said, oh, I can help you with that. My son's had a trach for 20 years. Don't worry about that. I can help you. You could see the calmness in the new mom. And those two pretty much kind of stayed together over that weekend, talking through things, having fun, because we do things that are fun. We pamper these ladies. We do educational things, but we want them to to have a good time. So, But actually getting all these things out that's in my head at night, I'm asleep, I'm the only person that's going through this. And I see all the moms at the hospital when I go, but I'm isolated. I've been a working mom. I'm scared. This stuff is new. I don't know what I'm doing. What if their emergency comes up? Will I know how to handle it? So I can talk to moms. I can talk to moms. When I talk to people that have not experienced it, they just go, oh, Jennifer, it's going to be okay. They don't get it. I'm scared. I'm, I'm nervous about this. So you're not only getting that calming effect, you're also kind of setting up a network for any questions that you have or maybe a doctor that is good at something, you're really kind of just setting things up. Yes, we call it mom mentoring. Mom mentoring. Moms mentoring other moms. I've been doing this for 15 years. This is your first year with your child sick. Let me help you with what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking and everything else. So we do have a mom mentoring ship. All right, let's talk about retreats real quick. It's one of the big things that you do. You mentioned it earlier these are the the events that really help moms to completely decompress at least as much as possible given the situation and really help them kind of move forward. So they're they're going to probably be showing up to these group therapy sessions yes. that you guys have, but this is almost a, a, a an overdrive version of that. What do you guys Correct. normally do when you go on these retreats? Oh, wow. The first two, we went uh, to a ranch locally here. And we stayed in these wonderful ranch houses that they had fixed up. But there are horses there. And we stayed on uh, Bear Creek Lake was running through so we could walk. We did lots of walking. And we had someone to come in and fix all of our meals. So no meals were an issue or anything like that. Uh, We just did a variety of things. Watch movies together, talk together. And that was kind of the first couple years. Then we moved to a hotel and there was a spa and the swimming pool and all that goes with it. That was just over the top for them. Ladies would be swimming, sitting in the hot tubs. And usually we have someone that always donates a pampering package to us. So it can either be nails and pedicures Uh, Last year, we had someone that donated a massage for each of the ladies. Nice. So they love these things. So each year, they're like, what what are we doing this year? What are we doing this year? 
And then back at the hotel again, uh, there's the pool and all that goes with it. And then one thing we always do, uh, we ask the people to do evaluations. What do you think? Tell us what we need to do different. I was so excited about these first two. I think I had it too heavy. I had too many things that I was excited about doing. So they said, add in some rest time. There's time where we're not doing anything. So I made sure now that they have downtime. Everybody was too busy relaxing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. So they have time to just do what they want to do. All right. One of the other big things that we are supposed to talk about today, and we're going to talk about it right now, is a big event that you guys have coming yes. up on March 24th. It's called When Life Changes Direction. What are you guys going to be doing? Wow. We have a couple different speakers. Our first speaker, her name is Ms. Shalonda Thrower. She is a master social worker. So she's pretty much had to face a lot of things when uh, people come in with their children. So she will just be kind of giving us an overview of things life-changing directions. Of course, we're talking more so about illness. And the subtopic is making choices. You have to make a choice how you're going to go through this, how you're going to handle this. Some of these illnesses are real long. Mine was 20 years. And of course, I miss my daughter. But it was hard. 20 years of doctor's appointment, medications, hospital visits, things I had to learn uh, to do at home. So you have to make a choice. You know, how are you going to handle this? Is this going to be um, complaining all the way through? Or are you going to find some good stuff that you can still do while you're going through? So you have to make some choices. And uh, then at the end, she's going to wrap it up and make it real tight into what the ladies are actually dealing with. And we also have on the side, uh, same seminar, but ladies that will take those uh, moms away who have lost children and we will handle grief. We will talk about recovering from grief. So we're really excited about that. And then we have another lady uh, coming in that actually works with adoption, but adoption's not what we are talking about that day. Her son uh, had a brain tumor himself and had several surgeries uh, over the years because he would have seizures. So finally, everything is wonderful with him, and he's grown up and graduated from high school. I can't even believe. So she will have a lot of hands-on information to share. All right, once again, that event is called When Life Changes Direction. It's happening March 24th over at Texas Scottish Wright Hospital for Children. It is happening from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. If people want to be a part of the organization, how do they do that? Go online. There's a place for you to contact me and just leave your information and write uh, what you're interested in. But for this, they can leave their name and tell us that they want to attend this event, or they can call the business number and leave their name and number. If you want to be a part of Broken Dolls or a part of this event, which yes. once again is happening on March 24th, hit them up on their website, brokendollsnonprofit.com, or give them a call at 469-454-4648. I've been speaking with Jennifer Cox. She's the founder and president of Broken Dolls Nonprofit. It was great seeing you. I'm glad Thank that you, you stopped by again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.